Hey everyone, welcome to Building Astropad. I'm Matt here, and on today's episode, we've got Savannah back joining us. Hi, Savannah. Hey, Matt. Hey, so today's episode, we want to talk about what some news out of WWC. So WWC happened, well, a couple weeks ago. And as always, that's when Apple announces a bunch of new features. Traditionally, it's when a lot of third-party developers get Sherlocked. So today we're talking about, based out of some announcements out of WWDC, did we get double Sherlocked? Because a couple of years ago, as if you've listened to this podcast at all, you're very well aware, we've, we've talked about it to death really, is when we were initially Sherlocked by Sidecar. And then there came something out of WWDC that, to be honest, I didn't even notice at first during the WWDC keynote, but it does some functionality similar to what our Mac to Mac mode in Luna does. And what Mac to Mac mode does, it allows you to use another Mac as a display. And Apple's introduced something called AirPlay to Mac. And so you can, well, you can use it a number of different ways. You can AirPlay stuff from your phone to the Mac. But the thing that's relevant to us is you can use one Mac to AirPlay to another Mac and add it as a second display. And they even have a section in the system preferences where you can add another display through AirPlay. So it's pretty similar to what we're doing with Mac to Mac. And the question is, did we get double Sherlocked? Is this, yeah. is this them adding stuff we're doing again? Like, wh what does this all mean? What did, you've taken more of a look at it, Savannah. What did you find when you, when you looked into it? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily, if we could say that it's inspired by Luna Display's Mac to Mac mode, but... It certainly feels like there are a lot of similarities. Honestly, it seems like a feature that just makes sense for Macs. Like it seems like a really useful feature. I mean, that's why so many of our users have loved Mac to Mac mode because it just makes sense that you should be able to use a Mac as right. a second display for your other Mac. So yeah, they mentioned this at WWDC and it sort of, I mean, it didn't strike me right away as like, oh, we were just Sherlocked again. Like it didn't really feel as blatant as the first time two years ago when Sidecar came out. Like that mm -hmm. was just a very obvious blow. Airplay to Max seemed a little more understated, I guess, during, definitely, definitely. during the keynote. And I guess what we don't know about it is like overall performance because it's not available yet in the mac os betas that are out and so right is that right and it's no you know actually giovanni on our team has played with it oh Somehow yeah that he is, did right. get it to work yeah um, oh I, i'm thinking of like universal control isn't quite available yeah for... i think there are some limitations and there there was some stuff he couldn't get to quite work right with it so it's like we can't really make any assumptions about the performance because it's still in beta and so Hard to compare Luna versus AirPlay to Mac. But I think two things have really stood out to me as an advantage that Luna has over AirPlay. Two things, resolution and supported Mac models. AirPlay to Mac only works with like pretty recent Mac models, like 2018, late 2018 and on. And so, to me, it's like, who who has an extra Mac <laughs> laying around that's like a brand new Mac? Not that's many people. 
Not many. And why people. aren't you using that Mac? If you've got a Mac that's that new, why aren't you using it as your primary? Yeah, yeah. I think one of the reasons why people love Luna's Mac to Mac mode is like you can put your old Macs to use. Like I have an old MacBook Air from like 2014 that that I can use as a second display. And I think that's way more common that you can put an old Mac to use. I don't know who is going to be using AirPlay to Mac with new Mac models only. I guess you have to be, I guess that's just a very small market of people where it would be useful for. And then the other thing is resolution. Like it's pretty limited. It only works with 1080p resolution. So again, Luna is full native resolution. And so I guess different, I guess you could say that they're designed for different use cases, Absolutely. perhaps. That's that's what I was going to say too. Because you can tell that the AirPlay stuff is really foremost meant for streaming Mm-hmm. video and audio like movies and things from apple music that's really what it's meant for so it makes sense that it does 1080p because that's a standard movie format right mm-hmm. doesn't make as much sense for a second display but that's what they have to work with yeah my initial thought after comparing the two is you know if you're for the people that are really looking for a true second display for their workflow using a mac Luna is still going to be a better option. AirPlay to Mac is going to be a better option for people that are doing streaming and it's not part of their everyday workflow, but they want that like seamless integration. And if you have a new Mac. So that's, those are my initial thoughts. So how would we say we feel? Yeah. We feel about this. Like knowing what we know right now, like what, I don't know, what are your, what are you feeling about? the whole double Sherlocked. Yeah, the first thing that I that I gotta be honest about, this was originally, originally a feature that Apple had in their iMacs called target display mode. So we kinda, it's kind of funny because they took it away from the iMacs and then we added it to Luna. So we were definitely inspired by an earlier feature and now adding them back, it's like, well, it's not like we even really came up with the original. We were heavily inspired by Apple originally doing it as well, too. So that feels a little different. It wasn't as, and it's different than what we're doing. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel as blatant as what was going on with. Yeah, it's funny because like after we were first Sherlocked with Sidecar, we released Mac to Mac mode as like a retaliation to that. Like it, our sales were falling, falling, falling. And then we released Mac to Mac mode and it gave us this huge boost and gave new life to Luna. And then recently we, we added like Ethernet support and Thunderbolt support for it. And I saw someone on Twitter like referred to it as a reverse Sherlock. Like we yes. were Sherlocking yes. Apple's target display mode. And now it's like a reverse double Sherlock thing (laughs) because they have Sherlocked it back with this new AirPlay to Mac feature. So I don't know. I guess how I'm feeling is that it doesn't really feel devastating. It's kind of just annoying. And it reiterates for me that I don't really want to be like have Apple on our heels all the time. Like it just reiterates that like moving to the Windows space is very important. And I'm really glad that we started that process two years ago. 
and we aren't starting it now. Absolutely. And the other thing is even when we originally released Mac to Mac mode, we were half joking, half serious when we would say like, well, how long until Apple adds this? Mm-hmm. The side, we, we thought they were going to add it to like sidecar, but, mm-hmm. and that was like, you know, half serious. This is not a total surprise to us now. Right. And actually, since it's originally happened to me or happened to us as well, I've noticed just all over across the industry where this kind of thing happens. Like my eyes have been opened up to where you're on a platform and your platform provider starts to eat away at what third-party developers are doing. You see it on Amazon. Amazon and Apple are the two most egregious examples because they both sell on the marketplaces and they participate in it. So it's it's extra nasty, but you see it all over the place with lots of different companies. You see this kind of stuff even happening to the big companies. It's not quite a not quite a Sherlock, but like Microsoft just had an event this week and Microsoft Teams has been competing with Slack. And at Microsoft's event, they talked about how they're integrating Teams directly into the operating system, into the Windows 11 operating system. And it's like, it's just the state of technology is moving so much and everyone's borrowing and copying ideas from others. It's kind of the nature of the a little more the nature of the industry. What's different, our particular case with, with Apple that was particularly nasty is just how blatant it was. And that also behind the scenes, they were courting us and talking with Mm -hmm. us and extracting information with us, right? Yeah, that's what made it so painful the first time. Right. This time around, yeah, it's like it was expected. I'm surprised they didn't do this sooner. And I think there's definitely room for both AirPlay to Mac and Luna displays Mac to Mac mode. Like they serve different purposes. We can both compete in the same space. but Definitely. And we're going to have the cross-platform card to play too. Apple's going to do the stay within the Apple ecosystem, and we can start to do interesting things cross-platform, which is the whole reason, as you said earlier, we set out to be a cross-platform company, which was a major pivot for us two years ago. And this reaffirms what we're doing. It's like, yes, that was the right decision to break away from being just in the Apple ecosystem and that to be a multi-platform company is what mm-hmm. we needed to be in the future. You know, the other thing is we survived a situation that was much like a hundred times worse and we're still here and we're actually doing pretty well. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. all things considered two years later, we're, we're, we're doing pretty well. And knowing that we can make it through that and seeing something that's more minor, that is less feature rich, not advertised heavily. I'm like, eh, Okay. That's fine. As you said, shrug there's, it there's off. room for, yeah, kind of shrug it off. There's room for both of us. We're going to do things they can't, and they're going to do things we can't. They're both going to have their place. And maybe there's mm-hmm. just new areas we need to go deeper on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, if we had to make predictions on how this will impact our sales, it's a lot easier to predict this time around because we have all of the data from when we got Sherlock the first time, which actually we have that publicly published in a blog post. Yeah, if you want to see yeah, we should link to that. if you want to see what happened to our sales, you know, in the aftermath of getting Sherlock the first time. That first time around, like our sales took a nosedive for a while. But you know, they they took like an immediate dip the first time we got Sherlock when Sidecar was initially announced, but then they really fell 
later on that year when it was officially released in the Mac OS, that's when like our sales bottomed out. And so this time around, like I, I could make a similar prediction, but it's kind of hard to say right now because our sales have been a little bit skewed by what's going on with the global microchip shortage. Yeah, that's true. The chip shortage does skew it a bit. Although even when we have had inventory, it's kind of been an up and down situation for us with inventory on Luna. But even when we have, we haven't really seen a major impact. Like there was an immediate, very noticeable impact Mm -hmm. with when Sidecar came out versus this, nothing drastic. Yeah, nothing that we've noticed. Nothing that we've noticed, yeah. And there was, compared to when Sidecar came out, I mean, that was just, (laughs) there was no way... There was no way you could have missed that. That was a major, Mm -hmm. major impact. Yeah. And like referring back to the financial data that we published with Sidecar, our sales, our Luna sales, they bottomed out at 13% of the pre-Sherlocking sales. And they hit that bottom like once macOS Catalina was released in the fall. And so... From the time that Sidecar was announced to when it was released, it was just like falling, falling, falling. Yeah, this time around, I don't think there'll be anything as obvious. But thinking more like long term, it's hard to say if this will have like a long term impact on Luna's max sales. But I would suspect that we're not even going to really notice it or it's not going to be devastating for the company because by the time Airplay to Mac comes out in the fall, we'll have Luna for Windows officially released. And the whole point of that has been to close the gap of our the first time we were Sherlocked, close the gap and, you know, bring even more sales to to Luna. So I'm not too yeah, worried about it. I totally agree. I totally completely agree. I think it's gonna be if, if it's a bump, it's going to be a bump we're not even really going to notice. One thing that's really in our favor here, as you mentioned earlier, Savannah, is that it only works on the latest Macs. So yes, that's more of an issue you know, a couple of years from now. But a couple of years from now, we'll be doing tons more stuff, right? We'll have added a ton more stuff. And even now, like we have a ton of ideas of things we can do with Luna and in our Astropad products too. We just don't have the people or the time to even do all the ideas we have that would further improve what we have over AirPlay to Mac. We're going to get back to it more once we get Windows out there. Windows has been such a phenomenally large project for us. It's really required all hands on deck. But once we get past that, we can we can start to do some larger features again for the Mac. We've had some here and there. You mentioned Thunderbolt and Ethernet support recently for for Luna, but we've got ideas for way bigger stuff. It's just been hard to do it. And knowing that Apple's actually pretty slow on a lot of this stuff, like it's two years later and there's not much new with Sidecar. We checked out the latest betas and there's like no changes really with Sidecar, right? So that gives us time to make things a lot better, to make a lot of improvements, new features, new new ways of using Luna mm-hmm. that I think will really really differentiate us. And then the cross-platform thing is gonna be so key where that's gonna be, people are gonna see it, they're gonna be like, oh, that's really cool. I wish I could do that with my PC or I wish I could, yeah, you know, 
use my Mac and PC together. Now, granted, we're we're not immediately releasing PC to Mac or PC to PC support, but it's on our roadmap in the future. We know it's something that people really want and we eventually want mm-hmm. to get to it. So the p- potential is just, it's just enormous. All the ideas we have for improving these things. I mean, I feel good about that, that once we, once we start to put some of these new features and improvements in, it's really going to widen the gap that much more. So yeah. I agree long-term. Hmm. By the time it matters, we'll have done much bigger things. Yeah. And the reason why Sidecar was so devastating a few years ago was that back then, like our whole company revolved around the Apple ecosystem. And now we've really, I think, dug our way out of that and learned a really tough lesson through that. Like never, never be totally reliant on one single platform and we're just in such a better place today. So the other thing that made made Sidecar really painful was how integrated it was with the system, which is the same true for AirPlay to Mac, but it wasn't so limited on which Macs and iPads it worked on. It worked on a lot more. And it was also part of a major marketing push. I mean, it was one of the top three features, I would say, for the Mac that year if not the top feature, maybe the one or two top features for the Mac. So it had tremendous marketing push on it. I remember they like sent out an email on it. It was all over their websites versus there was a whole major section of the keynote dedicated to it when they announced it. Like everybody knew about it versus it's been much more understated and it's a lot more limited. They pulled out all the stops when they did Sidecar and they made sure it was very, very capable versus this AirPlay to Mac thing kind of feels like an afterthought. It was not the primary purpose of it, but it's like a cool thing they can do. So there was just, that makes it a lot different for us. Not to mention that what I mentioned earlier, where there was the all the back channel stuff going on with Apple at the time, mm-hmm. while at the same time they were building a competitor that was going on in the, in the first time. This time around, we, you know, we had no contact with them on the AirPlay to Mac thing, mm-hmm. right? So that that also had a, very different, very different feel to it. But what are we up to now? What have you been working on with regards to AirPlay to Mac and how, how we're going to respond to it, if if at all? What do you think, Savannah? Yeah, so I think there are like three main things that we're doing in response to AirPlay to Mac. The first one, obviously, is just, you know, as new betas come out of Mac OS Monterey, being able to test them and understand like what, AirPlay's strengths and weaknesses are so that we can lean into what Luna's strengths and weaknesses are in in response to that. So just testing, being familiar with what what's coming out later this year. But one thing that I've been working on is thinking about how Luna can take advantage of, you know, SEO for AirPlay to Mac. So we know that as soon as AirPlay to Mac comes out this fall or later this year, people are people are probably going to start Googling things that have to do with the pain points of AirPlay. So AirPlay only works with new Macs. So I can see people Googling things like AirPlay for old Macs or how to change the resolution for AirPlay, stuff like that. And I think that's a big opportunity for us to capture SEO, search traffic, and really sell Luna to those people who are 
who are frustrated with AirPlay's limitations. And so I just this week put together a landing page comparing Luna and AirPlay to Mac, and then I'll keep adding to it. And then hopefully, you know, we can start getting some search traffic for that this later this year once AirPlay comes out. Yeah, and we can we can really carve out a space for Luna in the market there. Definitely. So. I was using the metaphor that we're going to we're going to surf on Apple's wake here cuz once again oh, yeah. they have major marketing power. So as as they come by and their boat leaves a wake, we're just going <laughs> to we're just going to use that SEO that like you've been working on Spana to just surf on it and play up the limitations in AirPlay and how we could do a better job with Luna. Yeah, and I don't feel bad about that because Luna no. definitely has some advantages. So yeah. I and people are going to run into it and they're going to want a solution. And if we can mm-hmm. provide a better solution, great. Yeah, exactly. And then you know the last big thing that we're doing, not in retaliation to AirPlay, but just we're going to keep moving forward with it is Windows development. I mean, that's been the plan ever since Sidecar. That's been our like safe harbor from Apple pretty much. And so I'd say we're in the final stretch of that, right? Definitely, definitely. We're in that last 10% of a project. It's it's always hard. That last 10% is hard, but we're there. We're there. It's making great progress. We've got the Project Blue out there. We have almost almost 20,000 people that have downloaded Project Blue and tried it, which is awesome. We've shipped over 4,000 Lunas out to Windows customers as part of our Kickstarter. So we're making progress. We're not, we're still in beta. We have Luna in beta. We have our Project Blue, which is going to be, which is eventually going to turn into full-fledged AstroPad Studio, also in beta. We're making great progress, but it's just, it's a giant project and, and we're getting there. But as time goes on, it's more and more looking like the right decision. Yeah, so to answer the initial question, were we double Sherlocked? You could call it the double reverse Sherlock. I don't know. (laughs) Hard to say. But overall, I don't think we're too pressed about it, right? No, we're not too beat up about it. This is this is very different than the first time around. And we're we're older and wiser. Right? Mm -hmm. This is not we we know more what to do. Come to more expected a little bit as well. And it's, yeah, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. And it'll just push us to keep improving things and provide cross-platform. That's something that Apple's not going to do. Yeah, there's space for both, though. That was That's ultimately, if I would summarize it, it'd be there's going to be space for both of us. Mm-hmm. So any other, any other closing thoughts, Savannah? Anything else we didn't cover? Uh, not really. I mean, the only other thing is, you know, there are these antitrust hearings that are going on right now, big in the news for big tech monopolies. And so I think that sort of plays into all of this Sherlocking stuff. Are companies like Apple too powerful over third-party developers like us? So definitely something that we're keeping an eye on and hopefully we can talk about it in an upcoming episode. Yeah, we really should. There's been a lot of developments there, a lot of developments, and things have been heating up. Things have been heating mm-hmm. up in a big way, and you can tell Apple's feeling it. So we should definitely talk about that in the future. Many, many interesting developments, but for a future episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much where things are at with the AirPlay to Mac and how we feel about it. And let us know what you think of the podcast as usual. Drop me an email, matt at astropad.com. Leave a review. Just let us know what you think or if there's a topic in 
particular you want us to cover in the future. So thanks for coming on, Savannah. And until next time. All right. See ya. Bye-bye.